you know, as Christians, we have to understand and, and be real with where we are. That's what we have to see first, individually. And what where our mindset is and what we desire. Airing the Addisons. I think what God is really calling us back to, it's those individual personal revivals in our own lives where we're like, oh Lord, what have we done? We have minimized you. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. As the church, man, we should be on the forefront yes. of making disciples, of indoctrination and godly things. If we don't train our kids, they will not be able to stand. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Erin Addison's. On American Family Radio, thank you so much for listening. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And Sherry B. and Marty are on tap with us to help us navigate the show. <laughs> yes. um, it's the Friday edition, and uh, we're happy to be here with you. We do a little bit of a lighter show on Fridays. I, d- I do have some headlines that I want to look at, mm-hmm. and um, we can try to <clears throat> keep those um, those discuss- discussions just a little bit lighter. If if we do our best, we can we can try. <laughs> we can see. Any promises. See how it goes. We can just see how it goes. Yeah. Um, it is the Friday Gumbo Show. Um, a look at headlines. This is this is. I don't know when the last time was that we had a, a show that had like three topics mm. or three titles, but it's three titles. Been, <laughs> like, I don't know. That's been a while. Been it's a while. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. Anyways, um, man, what about yesterday's show? A couple things. One, yeah. so much information. I wish yeah. we had more time because I had many more questions, and I think there's um a lot more space for exploration. Mm. Um, we talked about um, teens and, and talking to our teens about sexuality. And I just got to tell you, I think that's going to be a top of the shelf book, mm. meaning that you want to keep it at, keep it at eye level so that you can refer to it. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, but then also I almost made it through the whole show. Will <laughs> I, well, I almost made it. And, and, and that's why you can't, and look at you, you instinctively just, or what is it? Um, what? You cleared your throat. Oh. <laughs> Instinctively is not the word I should use. It's like, what's the word I want to use? I don't know. I mean, subconsciously, purpose, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, whatever, whatever it is. Whatever it is. Subconsciously. Yeah. <laughs> Automatically, you just uh, think to clear your throat. Now is a good time to do that. I almost made it through the show. I'm <laughs> telling you, I was, I was listening. We got to the end, mm-hmm. and it was one of those moments where, and it, you know, this is this is always this is reminds us that we're human. Um, I just could not speak. <laughs> Could not. Now we have a friend who I mentioned this to last night. Um, he and his wife, and and she always just shakes her head when he starts talking. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> you know who it is? What? I always I always say. Well, I say this to a lot of wives, but I usually when their husbands joke a lot, I usually say, mm, "That one's yours. That one. <laughs> you you said yes to that. You know, um, it's kind of my one liner. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, he said it was good um, near the end of the show because it allowed you to be. <laughs> Wait. It allowed you to be able to speak that I, um, <laughs> why? Wait, who said that? Why? Do I even need to tell you? you I mean, you, I don't want to embarrass him publicly. To, text me. I'll text it to you. <laughs> um, anyway, but I said, why do I even try to call you brother? Like, why? <laughs> right. Why do I even try to tell care him. that, you know, you're my brother? Why? Why do I try to care? Yeah, this is um, on Wednesdays. But he's, I, I got to say this though. I don't know if you have people that you're in, um, and he, yeah, and he does. Um, he's, <laughs> We're close friends with them. When I tell you who it is, you're going to know that it was just because he can. <laughs> he knows that you speak, right? It's, it really is a joke against me more so than anything. Right, right. Um, there are very few people, and I hate to say this because, you know, we travel the country, and I don't want to get around somebody and they <laughs> say, hey, I'm gonna, I want to take the gold. There, <laughs> let me just say this. So I don't have this kind of friendship with a lot of people where you joke 
um, and you kind of go back and you have these one liners, these zingers. And you have to be careful because sometimes you, you when you when you joke that way, you sometimes will have to go back and say, wait a minute, did that cross did that cross the line? You know what I mean? <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but there are very few people that you encounter that you build enough friendship with and, and you have enough time right. where you have those one liners and you just go back and forth and back and forth. And one thing plays off the other. Right. And it almost becomes a competition to see who who can zing. Uh, like I who can, him. I know who you was. know who I'm talking about yeah. now? Yes, <laughs> that brother. Mm-hmm. Yep, that one. I know. And, uh, and so you know where I'm going with this. He beats me. Yeah, he's pretty he, good. He is really good. And he beats me every time. And I and and I always I tap out. I ta- I just go, "Oh, you win." Like you win. And and it's really humbling for me because I have to say that, you know, I feel like I have a pretty healthy sense of humor and and can play off a situation. I enjoy it. I think it's fun. Mm-hmm. And you know, when I'm going back and forth with people, um, if they can keep going, I'm willing. Like mm-hmm. I'm kind of like Sam Witt in that way, you know. Yeah, yay, let's keep going, you know. Um, but this brother, man, I usually just cry, Uncle. I'm like, okay, you got it. I because I he is just really quick and he comes back, you know, really fast. And anyway, yesterday I was talking about how we got to the end of the show and I just couldn't, I couldn't speak. And 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 not that I was going, you know, I'm not like, you know, feel sorry for me. It's just a matter of fact. I was saying that I'm I'm recovering. I'm better than I was, kind of a thing. Yeah. And you would think that in a moment like that, that your dear brother would be like, oh, man. <laughs> not, no, not this one. <laughs> not this one. <laughs> not, not this one. No empathy to be found. Like, couldn't even reach down in his pockets uh, and say, oh, here, I feel bad for you, Miki. Like, no, none of that. It was just straight with the, well, you know, that's probably a good thing because it gave Will an opportunity. Wait, why? Why not just care for me? Why oh, Why man. do you have to just come off the top rope, even though I'm already down on the mat? Like, I'm already down. But see, you know? if he wouldn't have, you'd be like, what's wrong? Yeah, they, yeah. I would have thought something was <laughs> something wrong. That's was, true. Uh, you know, that's wide that open, man. True. You're supposed to, you know, yeah. <laughs> you got to take those. When those are set up and they're available, you got to yeah, take those. So yeah. anyway, all of that to say, we got to the end of the show and I thought I was doing so well. I was so like, man, we made it, you know. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> man, yikes. There are There are some of those moments that just are really actually physically painful. You know, mm-hmm. where it's a, it's a it's a cough that hurts so bad that and it's not going to be one of those polite Queen of England coughs. <laughs> Y'all know what I'm talking about. Yeah. You know, sometimes you have those coughs where it's like, <clears throat> excuse me. Sorry. Just a little something <laughs> kind of springs up. And then and then the other ones, the other coughs, they are. You know, you check your <laughs> ribs. You're like, did I break, did I break anything? Because I'm really trying to get it all cleared out. And so anyway, mm-hmm. that's what we got down to at the end of the show. And um, it just it anyway. People, people love us and they care about us. So that's why they're here again today. And God bless you. It's Be- great. You know, because human. Like, because you know, human. <laughs> things happen. Man, because human things happen. Yeah. That has a double meaning. Because human things happen. And because human things happen. Yeah. You see that? Yeah. Do you see what I'm doing? I, I see. Do you, is it clever? Yes, it is. Okay. I like it. Because I, I, I thought that was up there with the prayer and supplements. That's good, too. Right. <laughs> yes, especially during this time. I yeah. I, I mean, I I hate to run you know yeah, underline things. No, that, that I, that's good. That's, okay. You on a roll. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you, man. <laughs> I you know I I'll take my affirmations. You know. <laughs> Listen. 
I'll take my affirmations whenever I can get them. All right. We're going to open the phone lines up today. That's what we usually do on Fridays. And so we want to talk about whatever it is that you want to talk about. If there's something that's on your mind, something that you saw in news headlines that you want to bring to the conversation today, we can do that um, as we are headed toward um, Christmas celebrations. I'm I'm curious to know what some of our um, listeners' families' traditions are. So I'd put that in a category of that, just whatever's on your mind and and add that to it. I am kind of curious to know how you and your family celebrate God with us, how you guys celebrate Christmas and the fact that the Lord, um, that the Lord came to dwell among us man. and man, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, and I don't think this person would mind. I won't say any names okay. sharing this, but, uh, so we have some friends and, um, they mentioned at our prayer meeting, they mentioned something that, um, instead of doing Christmas trees, they, they, you know, just didn't don't do that. And they don't really mm-hmm. do the gifts and all that kind of stuff, but they had someone to make a cross mm-hmm. and the cross is kind of, instead of a Christmas tree, it's a Christmas uh, cross and they have it like in the window where people mm-hmm. can see it. And so, um, and it's been there and, you know, you can, as people pass by, they can see this cross. And so, um, there was somebody, a neighbor that came to the house and, um, I think left them something and they were like, man, this, uh, they experienced some type of loss. I don't know if someone died or something like that, but it was, Mm. they saw that cross and it was a comfort to them. Oh, wow. And you know, it's amazing when we put Christ first, when we, you know, strip down all the commercialism and all that stuff that, that can really kind of cloud what we're trying to do and, and put the focus on Jesus, you know, and Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that having a tree is bad and all that stuff, but what I'm saying is, is an effort to put you know, uh, the cross first, Christ first and what he's done and, you know, why he came, you know, um, it touched somebody just by it being in their window where oh, they were able beautiful. to pass by and see it. And I thought yeah. that was great, man. I thought that was that's great. beautiful, man. That's a, that's a tangible, um, representation of what should be happening spiritually. I think mm. in the lives of believers, uh, we, we should have that kind of impact on the world around us. Yeah. Yeah. And man, and I don't know how we sometimes maybe miss those opportunities or maybe, you know, maybe having an off day, but we should have more on days than off days mm. uh, where we're able to impact people's lives in that way that they see something different about us yeah. uh, when they encounter us. That's beautiful. Yeah. That is beautiful. I'm yeah. wondering if some of our listeners have um, similar testimonies or um, ways that they celebrate Emmanuel, mm. God with us. Mm. And man, let us not remember, uh, let us not forget that. And even as we remember that and establish some of us, maybe at the beginning of establishing our family traditions, that we think about what it means to center Christ, Mm -hmm. to keep Christ as the focus of everything that we're doing. And in fact, that's how we started off the week. That was our topic this past Monday, uh, Christ in Christmas, Christ in Christmas. And so we'd like to hear from you um, in addition to whatever else you want to throw in the pot, (laughs) except for corn. As and far as gumbo going, no. <laughs> if it's meat based, no, it no. can go. See, we're in not the gonna gumbo. get into this, Brenda. Bob. <laughs> if it's meat based, it gets to go in. So spam can go in there. Is that meat? <laughs> I mean, is that meat? Uh, you know, can potted meat go in there? Is that it is has that, meat in the name? Is that meat? Potted meat. I, I don't. I don't, I don't think you put that I, in gumbo. I, okay. I, I would talk to Marty on this because I would say. <laughs> Marty's you know, if I, go no. over, if I go if I go over to Marty and I ask Marty to build something mm-hmm. and I tell him I'm giving him wood, but yeah. then it's like potted wood. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's pressed wood. He knows what I'm, Marty knows what I'm talking about, the stuff that we know it's not wood. But, you know, hey, 
My computer can sit on it. Marty's going to look at that and go, what are you doing? So no, that is not acceptable. But mm-hmm. if it's wood, then yeah, we could do something with it. You know what I mean? It may not be the best quality okay. wood, but it's Ask wood. Ask anyone from Louisiana, New Orleans area, or just Cajun country, whatever. Potted meat, meat goes in the pot. Potted meat in gumbo. Not potted meat. No, I that's, said that's what I said. Potted. That's and that, I'm saying no to that. Anything? But I'm saying no. I'm saying yes to hot dogs. Okay, so yes to hot dogs. Saying, no, to because it's meat. like sausage. It's like a type of. Well, it's a. It's. What, it, what are hot dogs made of? Meat. What what kind of meat? <laughs> I've heard. <laughs> I've, I've I've heard that if we know we wouldn't eat. <laughs> so it depends on the hot dogs, I guess. But anyway, yeah. your Hebrew point national. is your yeah. point is that everything can go into the discussion today if you have a, a question, <laughs> right? You know, can I can I just say something? I had a visual when you said ask our friends in Cajun country or something like that. I felt like they were like, we'll get back to you after we finish with this possum over here. <laughs> They're like, we're just now, we're just now getting it ready. We're just, <laughs> They're hey. like, we'll get back to you on what kind of can go Look, in the gumbo as soon as we scrape this up. Seriously. I have friend. Yeah. You know, him. I do. They, I mean, he would, they ru- do ru- routinely pick stuff he does. up on the side of the road and it's and, disgusting. And, you know, go ahead and make that. You know, <laughs> I mean, Look, I am, I am a, with our kids, okay, <laughs> with our kids and the things that they leave on their plates, I am a waste not, want not, want not type of mom. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't transfer that to, to, to things on the side of the road. Like I, I don't, I don't, I'm not just driving down the road and I see things and I'm like, you know what? We're not letting that go to waste. <laughs> like I'm not turning around to go pick that up and throw it in the back of the vehicle well but you you have some friends who would do that yeah yeah but you know what i will say this to their i will say this to their credit they know what can what can be done and what they're gonna survive like (laughs) yeah they wouldn't have any problem you know fending for themselves they're fine they're very resourceful yeah, there are people who are just like, we're trying to live off grid. We're trying to move. <laughs> These friends are like, we made our own grid. <laughs> What's a grid? Man. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they, yeah. yeah, those are the people you want to live near. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyways, 888-589-8840. 888-589-8840. When we come back, I just, just a couple headlines here. Okay. Okay, yeah, and then and then a lighter show, just kind of like what we're doing now. We're just talking. It's Friday. We're easing into our weekend. What are some of your um, Christmas family traditions? Would like to hear some of that. Then also anything that kind of came across your desk this week that um, you'd like to throw out for discussion. If we're yeah. familiar with it, we can talk about it. If not, we'll punt it to Marty. All right, this is Aaron the Addisons on American Family Radio. We'll grab the break and we'll be right back. Nature that we often neglect. Very seldom do men address it. It causes arrest, something we want to forget. Like a bomb is a threat. 
With thicker arms, I'll stress. Yeshua will come and collect. Never pause to reflect of when he comes to collect. Seeing Jesus with eyes of fire is as raw as a guest. He is seated with rod of iron as he causes elect. The Yeshua Welcome back. Uh, this is Aaron the Addison on American Family Radio. We appreciate you listening to Friday edition, so we do a little bit of a lighter show. I do have a couple headlines I want to throw out at you. Um, we can make these light as we laugh at them. Well, one. One you can laugh at, the other. Okay. Um, but, but one it can be more of a Friday show. Um, and it did happen on Friday, so that'll be good. I'm Miki. And I'm Will, and that's The Other Side by Hazakeen. All right, well, also um, queuing up your calls at 888-589-8840. Sherry B is over in Studio CC taking your calls there. 888-589-8840. So we have finally learned via Dr. Fauci um, the reason that people are not taking these shots, um, and it has nothing to do with the fact that some people have already um, had COVID and developed <laughs> immunities to it. Um, it's it's not because people have weighed their, you know, <laughs> what cost risk analysis like and, mm-hmm. and, and come to a conclusion and said, hey, you know, I think it's going to be better for me if I actually, you know, contract this 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 virus, this illness and, and then recover versus the other risks associated with these um, still in the testing phase uh, shots. And so none of that. That's not the reason um, okay. Dr. Fauci knows why people are not getting the jab. And rather than me just tell you, I'd like you to hear a little bit of the conversation that he had this morning um, during a CNBC appearance uh, where he provided his insight um, into why um, you still have uh, some Americans who are choosing not to get the shot. Here we go. And Dr. Fauci, I want to ask you about vaccine mandates in part because it continues to be a national debate Uh, Dr. Scott Gottlieb comes on this program regularly, and one of the things that he has said repeatedly is that he believes it's possible that those mandates have become counterproductive, not just towards getting people to take the vaccine today, but what it does to the psyche of Americans around taking other vaccines in the future. Do you agree with him? No, I, I don't know where he got that. I know Scott well. He's a good friend. I'm not sure what he was referring to. I mean, mandates, if that, that's a radioactive word. Requirements, people seem to respond better to that. They work. If you look at companies like United Airlines that require their, their people to get vaccinated, they're about 99% vaccinated. The federal government, the federal workers, we have about 97% vaccinated, 99% compliant. You know, one of the problems is we're never going to get out of this outbreak if we still have 50 million people who, for reasons that are still very, very difficult to understand, refuse to get vaccinated when you have a virus that's killed 800,000 Americans and caused 50 million infections. So if people still do not want to get vaccinated, sometimes you have to, for the common good, make requirements. Miki, we, you know, (laughs) we were talking to another um, mom and, you know, Miki, she suggested that the reason kids run away when you say you're going to whip them is because you say it's a whipping. Um, You know, we think that it may have some bearing on the future of whether or not kids come when you call them when they think they're going to get a whipping. And so uh, is she wrong? Well, you know, I don't know that it's because you, I mean, you know, I think, yeah, yeah. Kids run from whippings, but you know, if you call it a spanking, (laughs) <laughs> okay they don't run they don't run if you call it a spanking yeah i mean sure you know um a whipping is radioactive <laughs> it's radioactive what kid's gonna stand there when you say you're about to get a whipping 
You know, they don't want that. They're going to run. Uh, but if you call it a spanking, not only do they come, um, you know, but they hold out their hand. They turn <laughs> around. They, they give you their rear end. They're ready because they understand. <laughs> guys there you're welcome you're welcome i just want you to understand that the reason we are where we are is because of semantics it's because of what we say about stuff so we're now expect to see a shift here expect to see a shift away from mandates to a requirement um because you know that's just different mandate is radioactive we kind of have grown up with mandate during the uh time of covid Mm -hmm. and uh, if we can shift to new wording if we can move over to requirement, then you can expect people to not uh, weigh the risks associated with, you know, their choices. Right. So just let's do that. Let's see more effectiveness uh, when we call things a requirement versus calling it a mandate. Whooping. Man. I'm running. You know, they're, 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 oh, sure. they're having problems like in uh, professional sports with this whole thing because yeah. there's a lot of athletes who are getting COVID. And so you have like the NFL and NBA starting to look at changing their protocols a little bit, just, you Mm -hmm. know, so players can play. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's amazing how, you know, when money's on the line or things like that, you can adjust your policy (laughs) and your protocols to make it fit. So you can see that superstar play and not have to be on the bench, you know, because of insane. Yeah. It's it's pretty insane. And it it makes a mockery of um, sane people. You know what I mean? It yeah. makes a mockery of research people, people who have convictions and people who understand what real freedom is and, and people who mm-hmm. want to make choices and decisions that they will have to live with. Yeah. By the way, you have yeah. to live with those decisions. So those decisions should be yours. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, I just thought that that was kind of funny. Um, yeah. You know, no, it's not. It's yeah. it, it's <laughs> really what we should be doing is calling it a requirement. <laughs> Rather than a mandate, a wow. requirement. I mean, like that's going to be like what is know, what's the difference? More acceptable. You are required. Like, you are mandated. Like yeah, what the is same what's thing? The, you know, I just I mean, I'm trying on, to right. You know what I mean? Yeah. The difference between a whooping and a spanking is your neighborhood. The, the effects are the same. Okay, the effects are the same. You're getting the same thing. Uh, yes. All right, like you can people. Yes. You know, like you just want to meet the people who are like, well, when I grew up, I didn't get whippings. Oh my goodness, you really know we got spankings. That's the same thing. You 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 still got a form of punishment that reminded you you won't do that again. Some people may disagree with you though. I don't care. I may say a whooping. Nah, that's I a, don't care. That's another level. I, listen, we're talking about within the, the the parameters of scripture. Okay. Anything that happened as approved by the parameters of scripture. I don't know what happened to you, Wilbert. Hey, and, and I'll tell you what the happened Lord. to me. No, Well, no, listen, no, and no. I'm glad it did. I benefit from that. I've got a great husband because of that. So thank the Lord. Okay. You got what you deserved. I did. Okay. I really did. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. Not mocking your pain. Um, but you're a better man. Amen. Amen. I agree. Amen. I agree. All right. Let's go to the phone lines. 888-589-8840. 888-589-8840. It's the Friday Gumbo Show. Mm-hmm. Where do we go first? All right. Let's go to Mark in Texas. Hi, Mark. Hello. Good afternoon. Uh, Mickey and Will. I am originally from the Philippines. I've okay. been here 33 years in the United States. Wow. And I just wanted to let you know that uh, I like your show. I listen as much as I can. I'm Thank on you. the road all the time because I do home health. And uh, I want to let you know that you are a breath of fresh air in this society where cancel culture, 
uh, the political correctness atmosphere. Uh, I just like uh, your show. And I want to oh, let you know thank you. that thank you. whatever happens in the United States usually are copied by other countries. Where mm. I come from, uh, for example, uh, the LGBTQ movement has become a very loud voice just because of what they see in the United States. Mm-hmm. You know, the cultural mm-hmm. culture being copied over there, yeah. uh, the political correctness. Uh, they think that everything American is good, and they don't realize that uh, it's a problem here already. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Even the words that we use, uh, it used to be when someone is called fat in the Philippines, it's nothing there. We laugh about it. Now people get angry. It's considered abuse now <laughs> so what i'm saying is your show helps in the shaping of people's mind and opinions and uh, i hope americans realize that that we have a responsibility mm. to other cultures other countries wow, wow. and you, you too are part of that influence a good influence Oh, oh, Mark, thank, thank you, you so, so much. much. God bless wow. you. I, I just want to say, man, there is so much more that we could unpack from your comments on man. the influence of this nation. What a responsibility. I am man. I am telling you, listen, I wrote an article several years ago, and, and I understand that not everybody's going to gonna get that. But listen, there is no black culture without the United States of America. Mm. Do you understand that when you when you talk about what gets um, spread around the world? Right. And, 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 and the type of hatred of this country that is peddled and that is mm-hmm. normalized, that is accepted. But at the same time, the type of pride that people take in who they are mm. and where they're from. And so much of that is wrapped up in the fact that you are American. Now, there is a subculture. There are subcultures in America, but those subcultures even are pronounced and kind of stressed because America, anywhere else you go in the world, you're American. Now, you may be black American, Mm -hmm. if you will, wherever you go. But that culture is unique to America. It's true. Right. It's and and people just don't understand this, don't get this. And why why am I bringing this up in, in, in light of what my brother is saying here? The influence of this nation is great. And with that comes great responsibility. It's a great responsibility <clears throat> to Man. be a shining city on the hill. I think it was President yes. uh, Reagan who, who was saying that, you know, with that, you, like we want to be that. And like, yeah, we, you know, exceptionalism and all that kind of stuff. But, man, do we consider the responsibility, you know, of like what our brother just said, yes. you know, around the world that has an influence. And, man, whereas I believe America was really influencing and I, I think still uh, – today too you know just for the gospel and for good there's a lot of wickedness that's being exported as yes. well today like yes. and and it's it's grieving you know because we do have a responsibility and we're going to answer before god mm-hmm. for this you know that's exactly right can i let me just uh weave in this story here and we'll go back to the phone lines because okay. our brother mentioned um the change in in the way um even lgbt Q plus issues, issues of uh, gender and sexual confusion, the way that's handled in other countries around the world, Mm -hmm. um, those nations are looking to America and the way we navigate those issues. And and in fact, I have a headline right here that I think kind of bodes some things that are coming later that there will continue to be this... um, 
sort of uh, compulsory response. Like this is, you know, you don't, you don't have uh choice. You, you don't have the right to say, no, I don't agree with that. You're, you're going to be forced. You're going to be compelled um, to, to do and to say, to believe and to act. And so anyway, here's a headline here um, out of Philadelphia, a Philadelphia school district has announced that it will allow students to pick their gender identity and name on virtual education platforms without needing their parents' consent. Mm. The school district of Philadelphia adopted a policy on Monday that would add non-binary as an option alongside male and female on Google Classroom and Infinite Campus, which are online learning tools. According to a district blog post, the identification would also affect how students' names are printed on report cards and other assessments. Now, let me just jump down because I want to make sure we can um, go back to the phone lines here. This is something that is important. As this picks up and as this becomes normalized across across the school district, Mm -hmm. what will happen is that under this policy, teachers and staff would be required to use a student's preferred gender identity or pronouns as indicated in a student's online pronoun. I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, profile. Any, quote, intentional or persistent refusal to address students by their gender preference preference will be considered a violation of the policy. Hmm. Hmm. So what are we looking at here? We are looking at compelled speech. Yeah. We are looking at forced agreement and, and I don't have time to go into, and I'll do it on the other side of the break here. I, I, I really wanted to touch on just briefly the implications of what it is to be forced to agree. And why does the enemy want people to be forced to agree? Why is that important? And we'll talk about that in just a little bit. But let's go back to the phone lines here. 888-589-8840. All right, let's go to Matthew in Texas. Hi, Matthew. Hi, guys. Uh, I guess I'm the second immigrant calling from Texas today. Hello. Um, <laughs> I just wanted to, yeah, I wanted to share something kind of uh, buttressing against uh, what you just shared. I'm a Canadian expat and uh, wanted to let uh, you and your listeners know, I uh, really appreciate your program, by the way, about the uh, an event that's coming up on January 16th. Uh, the Canadian Parliament a few weeks ago passed into law a compelled speech bill that now will force every pastor in Canada to never uh, to never address sexual sins when it comes to any kind of LGBT uh, stuff. Before you cannot tell someone that they're really a boy or a girl. You cannot say that you know uh, living in a homosexual lifestyle is a sin. Uh, that is now under the criminal code as of January 16th. So what a few churches in Canada are doing is they're going to be preaching on those issues on the 16th, which happens to be a Sunday. And uh, there's been calls, and I want to invite uh, any pastors who are listening, uh, please preach on those issues, because like you just said, this stuff is coming here. Uh, you know, Canada is not too far off uh, mm-hmm. from the states as far as culture. And uh, if, they're, if, they try to, if they're trying to push it through there, it's only a matter of time before they're going to try to push it here. Mm. Oh, wow. Brother, wow. Thank, thank you, you so much for calling. Thank you for that information. January the 16th, wow. collection of pastors are going to be preaching the truth of God's word and <laughs> what God says about human sexuality and so-called sexual identity. And this is important. Not only is this making a statement in culture, but this is saying that we will not be silent on the truth. Amen. We will not be silent on the truth. Thank you so much. I'm going to be following that. I'm going to be looking into that a little bit more. Um, Matthew, I appreciate you calling in and sharing that information with us. Um, let's try. And, and again, he's so right. 
about the way things shift and move. Mm -hmm. He's so right in his observation about what become like the test nations, what become the test cases. I really believe that when you look at Australia and you look at what's going on with the way you're able to just section people off and force people to do this and 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 control people and and you look at the type of country that Australia is and I think those I think those places become sort of test cases to see could we do that type of thing in a place like America mm. and in a place like the United States of America? We've already, unfortunately, in some ways shown that we we can be pushed around right. a little bit. Right. We've shown in some ways we can be a little bit silenced if, if the if the communication is just right. Um, Lord, help us. All right. We'll grab the break. Aaron, the Addison's American Family Radio. And we'll be right back. Great, thanks for putting us on um, radars now. <laughs> are they advocating for violence? What are they? What are they? The they violence played a, they, played force. A, they played a clip coming back. Watch them. <laughs> thanks, thanks for the great. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Um, <clears throat> welcome back to Aaron the Will. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Just him. Wednesday we will. Oh no, it's Friday. Welcome, welcome, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> welcome back. Um, <clears throat> just the show uh, hosted by the man. <laughs> anyway, what man? I am. <laughs> I am Tara. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, Brenda, uh, it's great and to I'm be Bob. with you. Right, <laughs> <laughs> guys. It wouldn't. It wouldn't even be funny. If it were not close to being true, do you know what I mean? <laughs> like if, if we were not living in a time where you recognize these things used to be a matter of science fiction. Mm -hmm. Okay. They used to be a matter of somebody's imagination and your, it was for your entertainment. But now we are truly living in a time <laughs> where people are monitoring and watching what you say and do, and they've got their hounds on you. Oh, and, yeah. and, and that's not, look, that's not hyperbole. That's not no. making things if up. These Facebook things are in account, the headlines every I mean, single day. If you have social media, you see that all the time. Every single day. Deciding what you can say and when you can say it. Deciding yeah. who gets to hear what you're saying. Oh, yeah. Deciding if you're a threat. If you and what you say is a threat. So anyway, um, I'm kind of being, you know, a little bit tongue in cheek here, but there's a reality to it, which. That's right. Um, anyway, but it's, it's disturbing. It, yeah. it is wrong. It's right. That's right. <laughs> That's what right, I said, but, but it's wrong. wrong and it's happening. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Let's go back to the phone lines. 888-589-8840. It's the Friday edition of Aaron the Addison's The Gumbo Show. Yes. You're a big part of that. All right. Let's go to Robert in Louisiana. Know something about gumbo, I think. Uh-oh. <laughs> Go ahead, Robert. Oh, yes. That's kind of what I call for. All right. <laughs> I was going to tell you, down here where I'm from, if you put Spam or potted meat in a gumbo, <laughs> you will get a whooping. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. Look, that's a no-no. You don't put... Oh, my goodness. Now, Robert, do you put wieners in your gumbo? 
No, that's another no no. I, oh, I, I told yeah, I, yeah, I agree. That's kind of a seeing down here. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, look, I'm trying to educate Most Mickey about your nothing else. Right. Oh, oh, See, Mickey, I'm trying to okay. learn you. I'm trying to you're learn you. You're trying to learn me. I'm that's right. And you. I, you're I not, just, man. You're not listening. Thank oh, you, Robert. Oh, man. Okay. Well, Robert, I appreciate that. That's <laughs> that's really good to know. Now, I just want to go on record here. I just I want to go on record because this is important, and I don't want this to to be publicly unnoted, okay? Mm-hmm. I would never, ever, 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 as long as I'm alive, ever, okay, put potted meat or spam in a gumbo, <laughs> yeah. ever. Man. Like, I don't even want people to think that I would even consider that. If we were hunkered down, you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> After a major catastrophe, watch this. After a major catastrophe and we're making gumbo, mm-hmm. which I yeah. don't see how that would happen. Um <laughs> Fire. And all we've got Fire. in the cupboard is like spam mm-hmm. and potted meat. Mm-hmm. Even then, I wouldn't throw that in the gumbo. I would not. I would never, ever do that. But I would put hot dogs in there. And the reason I would do that <laughs> is because they have the consistency of like sausage. But and but and to me, not. they, they feel just not. a little bit different. I don't know. They're I don't not. know. But not the same. I understand what Robert is saying. If I if you know, if I were ever down in his neck of the woods, I would repent, throw in the um, hot dogs <laughs> and run. Because once they start cooking in there, what are you going to do? You're going to fish them out. out. You're not going to take them out, Robert. You just eat around it. But that's what I do. I throw them in the pot real quick and run and just and say, I'm sorry. And then just get away. All right. Let's go back to the phone lines. 888-589-8840. Where do we go? Will the Great. All right. Let's go to uh, Herschel in uh, Kentucky. Hi, Herschel. Hey, how you doing? Doing good. Good to hear you all. Y'all got some comedy going on. I like that uh, other shows that the AFR has uh, get you laughing. Oh, with a smile yeah. on your face. But uh, yeah, I got a couple things I'd like to get in if I could. Uh, one mm-hmm, thing sure. is that uh, I heard earlier about, they were talking about, uh, on another program, they were talking about uh, the person, the cop that shot the person thinking it was a stun gun, it was a pistol. Mm-hmm. Yes. How bad? And you know, They've been making that look like it was so bad, but if you think about it, uh, Mike uh, Bird shot that woman in the Capitol building, and uh, that was a that was a catastrophe. He could he could have used, and he you know he knew they were coming in there, but he chose the weapon that was more deadly than the other weapons: the stun gun, the taser, and the billeter. Mm-hmm. You know, and the guy. The guy, to me, is pretty much uh, shouldn't have been a cop because if he's he said he was feared for his life because you know uh, you ain't no more man than that. You shouldn't be in that uniform. You should you sure shouldn't be a cop. Mm. And uh, as far mm. as I know, he's back to work. Uh, so that that to me is uh, you, this what our country's doing to come down on people that does a, does certain crimes is depend on who they are or, or what shoot kind of situation you're in Mm. but you know Herschel that was going to be my comment it's interesting that you have um kind of pivoted to that even in in your comments because that that was going to be the comment that I make I don't think that the way we examine or consider what we require of or even expect of our law enforcement officers should depend on the people involved I think we should just have an across the board expectation um, and across the board requirement, and that should not change based on the narrative. And that's something that not only, and I, I hate to say this, but I do, I do have a digital footprint in writing about these matters. I, I think it's unfortunate 
that so often what we're navigating as we're reading media or however we consume media, whether we're uh, watching these stories or not, I think it's unfortunate that so many of these stories have to be filtered through our pre-existing position. Mm. So it's sort of like, well, where do you fall on this topic, that topic, this? It's, it's sort of like plotting um, sort of a, a computer program, right? So if this, then this, if that, then that. And, and I think that for us, and I'm going to speak as a believer, what we expect and what we hope and what we're able to, <clears throat> excuse me, wade through should be based on number one, biblical conviction, right? And number two, a desire to get down to the the absolute truth, yeah. not the truth as we prefer it, the truth that as we hope it would be, but like, what is the truth? And, and, and unfortunately we've lost that. And I will say this, you know, there are some times that people are losing on one side, <clears throat> pardon me. And because we think that's not our side and we're okay with the loss and we don't care how they come about that loss, we kind of check out of the discussion. But what I'm, what I'm always interested in is when there's, and I hate to speak in terms of sides, but when there is a, a, a loss on a side that you don't perceive to be your own, right? Why did that loss take place? How are, how are people um, summarizing the, the situation? How are people making sense of that? And when there are gaps in that, even if it's not something that directly affects you, we have to care because those gaps and people's, you know, the lapse in the way they think about issues will at some point down the line affect all of us. Hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, like you, yeah. you can't move away from um, a biblical standard saying that you're after truth or you're looking for truth or that you want justice. And I'm talking about the way God defines justice. Remember when we talk about justice, we are talking about something that's rooted in the nature and the character of God. Amen. It's, 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 it's rooted in who God is. God is himself just. Yeah. Right. And so God seeks after justice. I mean, this is something that God cares about, but it is not dependent on the narrative or the person. Right. Right. And I think that's what we often miss when we look at these stories. I got to tell you, I think for any Christian. I think for any Christian living in America, if you have made up your mind that you're going to live a biblical worldview in America, you're going to make some of your um Large associations angry. Yeah. Why? Because you're always going to exist in some type of tension at some point where you're not going to be able to agree with everything that the person says who normally stands on the same side with you. That's true. I don't know if that makes sense to people, but, um, you know, that that is what we have found to be true yeah. when we turn <laughs> back to the scriptures. Yep. Do, do you understand 100%. what I'm saying? Yeah. And and if you can give a biblical defense for the position that you take, then you're on solid ground. That's right. You're on solid ground. Yep. So anyway, Will the Great, where do we go next? All right, let's go to Vera, Vera in Texas. Hi, Vera. <coughs> Hello, Vera. Okay. Okay, Maybe let's go. Vera. Where do we go next? Let's see. Let's go to Pastor Norman in Mississippi. Pastor Norman. Good afternoon. Hey, what's going on? Hey, I just wanted to tell you that there are a whole lot worse things that you can find in gumbo than wiener. Wait, 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 wait. wait. <laughs> I don't know any of them. I know, not in our gumbo. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Pastor oh, Norman, yeah. how are you doing? I'm good, I'm good. Listen, I love gumbo, mm -hmm. but uh, there's some stuff in, in gumbo that 
I think maybe a little bit more harmful than wieners. Okay. But, but <laughs> name me uh, one. Don't say shrimp. <laughs> no, I'm, it's not shrimp. Okay. <laughs> I do like it. And and I'll say one more thing. Nobody, nobody makes gumbo like people from New Orleans. Nobody. Aww. Amen. Well, yeah, I mean, I would have to agree yeah, with that. Of course. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, but, but look, I, I just wanted to, uh, I, the last caller made a comment, and I, I, I agree with him on the one hand. I think we do have to give a little bit more deference to police officers when they make a mistake. And clearly, uh, this was a mistake. I don't think she meant to. Uh, to shoot the guy, but uh, I can tell you this: had she been a man, if she was a man, she wouldn't get the leniency that that she's going to get as a woman. I, I hmm. guarantee. Hmm. That's just the truth. Uh, he would have been a man; would have gotten the worst, uh, the worst end of it. Okay, it's just it's just the way we are in America. One more thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, this this story, I don't know, I didn't see the story, but Candace Owens was supposedly had made a statement that Ahmaud Aubrey was there looking in those houses to steal. I didn't hear that, but if she said that, she ought to be banned from uh, radio and television. I, I didn't hear it, but I, I'm just Asking, did you all hear her say that? You know, I didn't hear it because I really don't follow Candace Owens. So I, she may have said that, but I don't know. I don't know. I didn't hear it. Uh, Miki, did you hear that? No, I, I haven't heard that. Would, I just can't figure out what would make people make statements like that unless you know what you're talking about. Uh, yeah, I think the I, I think the facts in that case are based on um, the people who were charged in that case. I, I, I mean. I, I think, you know, there there are few instances where we have people who are actually involved in that type of situation um, and maybe implicate is not the right word, but I, I want to use the word implicate, implicate themselves or mm-hmm. the people who have an up close, um, you know, involvement in that situation yeah. indicate that. Okay, you don't you you kind of don't have to guess right. ab- about the nature of what was right. going on. So I don't I don't know that you need to comment on <clears throat> excuse me what a person may or may not have been doing when um when you've got other people involved who have I mean basically you know you you've got someone identifying and saying yeah this is what was said this is right. this is what was done i i don't i just don't know that those are one of those cases where you know yeah what what else what more can you say right. you know what i mean like right. that's that's how that's how i feel now i know that there are other programs that will really drill down and really want to get into that we're not one of those um there are some issues that we will talk about we will comment on um, because what we're trying to do often in our program is get to the root issue. We're trying to get to the root issue of why we see things happen in our culture the way they happened or the way they happen. And the root issue is sin. It's rebellion against God. It is um, it is ignoring the fact that man is made in the image of God and thereby devi- uh, derives his worth and his value. Yeah. And um, and and that goes in any and every direction. Yeah. It's true. not limited 
by the person doing the wrongdoing, you know, and, and it's not based on the the color of the person against whom the wrongdoing was done. Like it 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 is sin. It is sin and it rests in the human heart, you know. So yeah. I didn't I didn't hear those comments. Yeah, I um I, I I'll tell you, I do I pay attention to commentators, but I follow closely commentators who um filtered their commentary through a biblical worldview. Yeah. So I pay attention to commentators. Let me let me make sure that my distinction is being heard well. I pay attention to commentators. I read their works um, and I can appreciate their contributions. But as far as following closely, that's going to be the people who are filtering their commentary through a biblical lens. Yeah, I agree. If it's if it's just commentary. Right. You know. Right. Why? You know what I mean? (laughs) Why? Um, anyway, all right, we're out of time. Leave it to Pastor Norman. We're out of time. (laughs) Until Monday, Lord willing. God bless.